Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley. Appreciate you coming back to my little corner of the world. I like these podcasts because I'm going to interview my favorite person in the universe again today. Well, next to Lyric, I got Marshall, my fiance, with me um, today. So next week, me and Marshall are, well, I made it about me. Marshall (laughs) is going to get surgery on his hip. Now, I've kind of talked to you guys about this a little bit on the air on the Kane show, but I haven't really gotten into it because it's not really my story to tell. But seeing as how we like to keep things real and really Riley and I like to tell you all about the stuff going on in my life. Good, bad, ugly, funny, whatever it is. I like to open up about it. And um, so I guess let me just back up. Marshall is going to be 32 years old this year. So you're still a young buck. Kind of. Stop. So I'm six years older than Marshall. So that's why I call him a young buck. But um, this year he was diagnosed with, let me see if I can say this right, babe, avascular necrosis. That's correct. So I'll let you say it. It's a rare bone disease that what? It basically affects like any bone in the body where it's a stoppage of blood flow. So the bone doesn't get blood and it dies. So this is affecting my femur, which is like the bone that goes into your pelvis and basically helps you walk. And so from what I saw in the x-rays when you got them, it almost looks like a cavity to me, right? Like like what a cavity would look like inside your tooth. It feels like your your bone was black. Yeah. I might be totally off here, but... It's dying from the inside. Okay, uh, I know nothing about this, y'all. All I know <laughs> is that Marshall is usually a very, very strong individual. Mind you, he went through the beginning stages of this bone dying when he was in prep for a bodybuilding show that he won, mind you. Two a days, extensive workouts, extensive like limiting of calories, all this stuff, like mentally and physically, that shit sucks. I mean, I didn't go through it, but I was right there with him. But just to give you that idea, Marshall's always been in fitness. He's always been healthy. What's your degree again, babe? Exercise science. That. So this is his world, fitness, all the workings of the body. So why am I telling you this story? Like when you got diagnosed with this disease... For me, to look at you going through this was a blow that didn't really hit me initially. At first, I was like, ah, it's fine. He's fine. And then I feel like you slowly started decreasing health-wise. Like, it went from, to me, watching it, a little limp, little pin, little first, oh, it's just a pinched nerve, then a little bit of limp, then it's just the bodybuilding stuff, then, oh, shit, this is getting worse, to you not really wanting to do as much during the day, then... Now it's become being dependent on a cane. So for me to watch that has been like, whoa. I can't imagine what it's been like for you inside of your head. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like during the prep, I just thought it was like the workload. So I thought it was like maybe 
The bodybuilding prep. Yeah, possibly like a torn labrum or something like that or, you know, something where I could possibly do like physical therapy, not need surgery or anything like that because I've never had surgery. And then when I started getting treatment and it was getting worse, it was kind of like, it feels different. Um, So when the doctor started off with, I'm sorry, and then proceeded to show me all the imaging, that's when kind of like things kind of sunk in a little bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's to realize at that point that it was kind of like going to be a life altering thing for us for a while, um, you know, really took its toll. And then to be told that it was basically hip replacement or this surgery that only two hospitals that he knew of in the country did. So at that point, then um, really went on. It's like, you know, with this area, we have some of the best hospitals like in the world here. So got the second opinion. Um, and then the third opinion, the third opinion, <laughs> and everyone is basically saying the same thing. And these are the specialists for just the hip. So it kind of, uh, so we have the best of the best working on it. Now, here's the thing about Marshall and I, like we're not crybabies about this situation. And I'm not saying anybody that handles any kind of situation, whether it be health, stress, whatever it is differently than we do. I'm not saying you're good, bad, or worse or less or more, whatever than I am. I'm not saying that I always talk about in terms of for us as not to offend anybody. And that's just true. So Marshall and I like to come from the school of thought of quit fucking crying. Yeah. Well, to, like to, to not put a find a point on that. I feel like that's just how we operate. It's putting it very vite, but that's just what it is. I mean, there's so many people that just make themselves victims, victims in cases. And there's, I didn't want that to be this case. Right. So there's this whole like thing of people saying well, like this is what people have said to me when I've told them like oh my god he's so young how could this happen blah, 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 blah. Sh- shit happens yeah you know I do sometimes try to give us a break and if we get sad about things because let's face it this year we've had some shit happen you know I feel like we've had in our very young relationship we've been together under a year a lot of crap and I say that that way because, I mean, damn, we've been through a miscarriage. You're having a surgery where they're basically going to cut you open in two places and you're going to be out of commission for six weeks in a bed. And then you're also not going to be completely walking on your own steam for six months. Sounds like a lot. And honestly, when you first started telling me this, Marshall, like it didn't sink into my head. And here's where the whole point of this podcast to me comes into play. Somebody said to me the other day when we were in the gym working out together, which cheers to my man because this is an ode to anybody that says they can or I don't want to go to the gym today or I don't have that motivation. If he can walk around in the gym and do upper body because he can't do lower body with a cane, so can you. Off my soapbox, but back to my point. Somebody that knew Marshall in the gym came up to us and you guys were chatting and you were telling him about your surgery because he saw you with the cane and he before didn't know. Not a lot of people know. You don't go around telling everybody. You're not like crying, wah, 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 poor me. That's not your MO. But he said to me, he looks over at me after you found out you were getting surgery and he said, oh, wow, you know, you're taking on a lot. Looked at me and said that, like, you're the one going under the knife. But I think that's right there when it hit me. That right there was like, oh, fuck. And I say this because in that moment was when I realized the whole in sickness and in health thing. You asked me to marry you. What is it? Three months ago now? Right? July? I'm so bad with anniversaries. Before. Four. Oh, it skills me. But you asked me, you got down on one knee and asked me to be with you forever. 
And a lot of brides, a lot of women, a lot of men, including myself, me 10 years ago would have thought the same way. Oh my God, you get the ring, you get the proposal, you get to save the dates, you get the wedding. Ah, angels are singing, it's all beautiful, yeah? And then all of a sudden, whatever many years later, something might smack you into reality of it's uh, not all rainbows and fucking Skittles. It's just not. And I think that in that moment in the gym when that guy told me that is when it hit me that I am happy to be the one that's there for you for this whole in sickness and in health ride. Because I remember if you guys, I don't want to start crying about this. If you guys listened to the podcast about the miscarriage, I said, I remembered knowing without a doubt unequivocally that I had found the right one being there in the emergency room with you and the way that you were soothing me and telling me I was beautiful and cracking jokes and making sure I was okay. Even though you were going through your own set of pain. Ah, I don't want to cry. Um, so now I feel like it's my job. Thank you for the tissue, babe. It's my job to step up and be that role for you, no matter what it is going into it. And you've always said, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden. And it's not that. When I said yes to you, I knew already that you had taken on the responsibility of what it is to be someone's husband, especially a single mom. I see it every day with you wiping Lyric's ass. <laughs> So I think maybe in that moment, even more so than the day that we get married, in that moment in the gym, I was like, all right, I'm going to be his wife. Let's do this. Let's go. Like for me, that was the moment. Sorry that it wasn't on our wedding day, babe. It's okay. (laughs) But I think the important thing that like we're trying to talk about right now is that in the relationships that seem all pretty on Instagram, because I... We're gross on Instagram. We're that couple that a lot of people roll their eyes out, but we're in love. So fuck it if you don't like it. I think there's so much more to relationships. And although our relationship is baby, it really is. We've been together less than a year. We'll be together two years when we get married. Not even two years when we get married. I think there's just so much more to a relationship than you realize. And I'm praying, praying that this is the thing that completely makes us stronger because, I mean, wouldn't it be fair to say, babe, that this has, like, been hard on you and I as a couple? Let's be real. Yeah, it's very anxiety-ridden and stress and everything else. But, you know, it's the mindset of, you know, things happen for you, not to you, you know. And through this process, you know, that's what I tell everybody, you know, outside of this, you know, whether it's, like, academics or fitness or whatever you're doing, everything is a byproduct of how mentally tough you are. So if you're on stage and you're looking at someone's body... That's just a byproduct of how mentally tough they are. So, you know, really using this time, I think for both of us to become even stronger mentally, you know, is going to transcend and find its way into everything else. Yeah. Coming down the line. You know, I, I mean, don't think people view it that way. On the sidelines, what a lot of people don't see is Marshall taking very good care of me. And by care of me, I don't mean like that I'm this girl that needs him to survive. That's not me. It's not ever going to be me. But in terms of, the little everyday things that keep me from not going insane. Marshall is a plus at them. And just also emotionally taking care of my son and I. So I think for you, babe, that's the hardest switch that this is going to be of you relying on me to emotionally and physically take care of you. Cause if I had to give you a sponge bath, I would have, but apparently with the surgery, you can take a bath and I don't need to do that. I but, got a little shower chair, <laughs> but I, I would have, I think that's going to be your hardest hurdle is you're very much so you want to be the man. 
I don't mean that in like a Neanderthal sense, except for when you eat. But I mean that in like you want to be the provider, the caretaker, and you do an amazing job at that. But now it's your turn to let me do it. And I think that might fuck with you a little bit and not in a bad way. I just think you're going to have to just chill and let me take care of you. Well, I think it's hard to, and it's programmed in, you know, we're... You're a police officer. You take care of people for a living. That, it's all type one personalities. It's all alphas, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be in a role where you can't help or do the things that you want to do, and now you're relying on it. I think it's the other thing, too, that's kind of like the mental thing for me is I've never had surgery before. Mm -hmm. So like this one, it's a four-hour surgery. There's two teams of surgeons working on you at the same time, and it's kind of like never having a tattoo and then getting like a full back piece. It's kind of like... What happened to your little butterfly on your ankle? You know what I mean? Like we're we're going in for this shit. And, you know, I think just kind of digesting all that too. Um, There's just a lot of components to it, but you know, I'm going to miss like running around with, uh, with little man stuff like that, but kind of just modifying things and, you know, knowing it's not permanent. You know, the thing that I went through was kind of like that grief period of like, it was like denial, like anger, all these other things. Now I've kind of come to terms with like, this is what it is and we're doing it. I think for me, the fact that it wasn't just an injury where it like happened and then you had no choice just to recover, but yeah. like kind of like this buildup of like the roller coaster. Um, but I started thinking about it. You know, there's so many guys that come back that have fought overseas that are like amputees now, or how many things like you know, like all the other people that have been affected by certain things like this, and like what makes me any different from them. And that's why I don't want sympathy. I basically just want to use this to become tougher and if that helps other people in that way you know that's great but you know it's, well, it's hopefully be it helps you become us, you know? tougher in us too absolutely well i mean that's why i said you know a lot of things that you had been through in your past and, and me and stuff like that like i didn't view them you know as a lot of people call it, like baggage or these things i view them as battle scars that just shows me that like you know you've been through the shit you've made it through and you become stronger and well, i don't think your, people your aunt said something too the other day that was like you know, oh, it's just going to be you guys in surgery. And she was like, oh, Raquel, which is my real name, y'all. Marshall's family calls me Raquel. But anyway, she was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, nah, nah. Like, it's fine. I was like, I always tell Marshall, if you were looking to marry a girl that's used to getting through some tough shit, you pick the right one. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I can't, again, put a really pretty red bow on it and be like, oh, it's fine. I'm so excited that my fiance is going to be in bed. Like, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not because I'm going to miss you. We're not going to be sleeping in the same bed because you have to sleep downstairs because you can't get up the stairs. We don't know what the sex situation is going to be like. I mean, it's going to be an adjustment. And I mean, we had this conversation. So don't think I'm being an asshole. He's heard me say this before. We're very open and honest, almost to a fault sometimes with each other. That I was like, this is a mind fuck for me because I went from, okay, I'm single mom. I have a son. It's just me. I don't have any help. Boom, I got this. Then, after a lot of patience from Marshall, it got to a point where I relied on him a lot emotionally and, you know, f- help with my son and everything like that. And now we're like, okay, now I got the kid and my fiance to take care of. But again, in sickness and in health, that's what this is. Trust me, I'm going to get my beautiful wedding, but it's not just that. And I think that this is the biggest test. A lot of people joke with us that, oh, you guys have only been together for a little while. I mean, we got engaged under seven months of being together. But you're stuck with me. I mean, legit, I had this conversation with you last night. I'm like, I am your ride or die. I may not be a patient individual. I may be an asshole a lot of the times. I have a quick tongue. I am sometimes very selfish. 
But that's one thing you never have to worry about is me being there for you because you're always there for me. I know that. Well, I think it's like a lot of things too, you know, where when we found each other, it was at the right time in both of our lives. But Mm -hmm. I've always said this, like no matter what you do, it's not, you know, it's what you put into it, not the time you have on, you know. That's true. Where there's so many people that like, you know, at work, you'll hear people like, I've been doing this job however long. But if you've sucked at doing that job for 10, 15, 20 years, it doesn't matter how long you've done the fucking job. You know what I mean? It's it's what what have you done with that time? If you're a very productive individual. Oh, we've done some time in our relationship, know. babe. Oh, I we've hit that. some milestones that most people don't get in 10 years. And not all of it's been pretty. In fact, the ratio of time that we've been together, <laughs> we've had some really ugly shit happen. I mean... We've had relationships fall apart within it, you know, nursing each other through that again with, you know, grief of our miscarriage and all that stuff. But there's there's so much more beauty to be had. And I guess for every like wave, every ocean of bullshit that's come our way, I feel like we're going to have another blessing coming. There's still so many great things to be had. And I think that that is my biggest lesson out of all of this. I mean, maybe there's more to come. Shit, I might have tons of them once you're laid up and I'm waiting on you hand and foot. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping this is it for a while. But, you know, it it, it is what it is. I, mean, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff coming. And I think, you know. Are you afraid? Not afraid. I'm just more anxious. Like, I just want to get I just want to get it done. You know, I don't, I'm not like afraid of anything. I think it's more of just the stress and anxiety leading up to it. I'm just like waiting. It's like, let's just do this. Do you think that I'm going to be able to take care of you? Or do you think I'm going to go nuts? (laughs) Notice how he didn't answer that right away. I think you'll take care of me, but I think there'll be, there'll be those moments. But, you know, I think it'll be those moments for both of us. But I think that's, that's what's going to make us, you know, bulletproof. As I say, moving forward, because a lot of people don't go through any of this stuff. It's all this smoke and mirrors of like the photos and that kind of stuff. And that's all great. But, you know, behind the behind the scenes, like what's really going on with people? I mean, it is all great. Like I'm not we're not downing anybody that's like all pretty on social media at all. Like I said, we 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 put that out there, too. I just think, Avi, this podcast is called Really Riley. So I like to highlight the shit just as much as I do the Skittles. And. I don't know. I'm really, really, really hoping this will make us better because ah, I'm so emotional today. At a certain point through this really short journey that we've had with knowing that you were going to get this surgery, I was like, oh, my God, like this is real. Like this is we weren't really getting along. And that was mostly me being argumentative and just testy and pissy because I think I was going through the grief of it. And I didn't really know how to process it. Like I was actually processing the fact that, okay, he's, he's going to be down for a little bit. Like my pillar of strength, my marshal is going to be down for a second. Like this is going to suck. And, you know, we just weren't connected the way that we have been. And I know people are scoffing like, what the fuck? You've only been together for like six months. How can you be so connected? Whatever. We have a very emotional relationship. We talk about everything. We like feed off of each other's emotions, anxieties, and all that stuff. That's just who we are. And I know that some of that is going to fade at some point in life. But right now, it felt really hard to go through that in such a short span of time with us. 
So my prayer is that once we get through this, we're going to be like, fuck yeah, we did it. Let's go to the gym. <laughs> once all of this is over. And the beautiful part about it is, is once all of this is on the mend, we'll be very close to our wedding day. That's right. And I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for all the things that are coming up. So the surgery is going down next week. So I may not have a really Riley ready for you next week because I will be on our way to North Carolina. We're going to go to Duke. And if you guys could, like, I don't always ask for this kind of stuff in a podcast, but if you could just send all the prayers and positive vibes for both of us, because I'm going to be losing my shit when he goes in for surgery. Like I'm going to be inwardly panicking, but I know it's going to be fine. And I know everything is going to be all right. I know we're going to be all right. And, you know, like if you guys are going through any kind of surgery, our thoughts are with you, too. Like, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, too. Like what you guys did with surgery and recovery. You guys got any fun puzzles for Marshall? That you, <laughs> any book recommendations any book you want recommendations. him to have? Uh, I always am open. DMs are always open. I love talking to you guys. Um, but, yeah, thanks for being on Really Riley, babe. Let's, back. Let's do this. Let's do it. I love you. Love you too. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and coming back to my little space in the audio waves that I love to talk to you guys. Uh, hit me up on social at Riley Couture. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Love y'all. It's really Riley.